Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time to get inside the Giants Hub. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's roll. Welcome to another edition of the Giants Huddle Podcast. Brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. Coming to you from Frisco, Texas, the site of the Shrine Bowl, the East-West game. And the Giants have a lot of presence down here. Mike Kafka is the head coach of the West team. Michael Gobriel, the new special team. Coach, he's with the East. Angela Baker is down here. She's coaching tight end. So the Giants with a big time presence down here, getting an up close and personal look at these draft prospects that could be new members of the Giants come the end of April when we have the 2024 NFL Draft. So what I've done here, they have multiple media sessions here, and you can try to grab some of the players down here, talk to them one-on-one. So I've done kind of quick, rapid-fire interviews anywhere between three and seven minutes with a bunch of players that are playing for both teams that I thought Giant fans would find interesting, that I think are interesting prospects, and I put them all together. So we're going rapid-fire here, guys. Interview to interview to interview as we talk to these players at the East-West Shrine game to try to give you a little bit of an idea of what type of players they are and also what type of people they are as you begin your draft evaluations heading into the 2024 NFL Draft. Here we go. And now we're joined by USC wide receiver Taj Washington. Taj, nice to meet you, man. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Now, this is day one. You haven't done a whole lot yet, but what has this process been like for you so far? Um, it's been pretty cool, um, especially like the camaraderie, getting to meet guys, you know, that you've seen on the outside, um, you know, and just get to know them as people. Um, besides that, you know, just uh, getting in front of these scouts and, you know, just taking it all in, taking this experience in. It's been a, you know, a big part day one. What are your big goals this week for what you want to show those scouts in meetings and when you get out out there on the field? Um, just trying to learn this, this playbook as, as quickly as possible. Um, trying to, you know, get comfortable, comfortable in it. Um, I feel like the, the quicker I can get comfortable in it, you know, the better you can perform, you know, on next Thursday. For sure. What has it been like working with these NFL coordinators and coaches as you try to learn more of an NFL system than maybe what you had at USC? Um, it's, it's very fast paced, you know, um, a lot of different terminology. So just trying to understand the terminology and, uh, kind of learn from them, you know, ask the right questions and listen to the questions, you know, other guys ask. So that's been a big part of it. Now, you are mostly a slot guy at USC, right? But And people think slot, they think short area quickness, whip routes and stuff. But you were kind of a big play vertical slot, right? They used a lot down the field, slot fades, going across the field, stuff like that. So how would you classify yourself in terms of like a archetype or a prototype wide receiver when you talk to NFL teams? Um, I could play slot and outside, you know, before, you know, these past two seasons, I played outside majority, you know, of my career. So um, just that I can that I can do both, um, that I can play both and whatever you need. I'm, I'm the guy for, you know, the job that you need to be done. 
obviously you play with a very unique talent at quarterback in Caleb Williams. How important was it for not just you in the offense, but to have that secondary route ready, right? Like after you run your first route, if it's not there, you know Caleb can buy time in the pocket, and then you guys have to be ready to create for him off schedule. How much was that planned? Like, do you guys have, like, in this play, if we got a scramble, I'm going to do this? And how much is that just really just going on instinct? Um, we have a lot of general rules. Um, we run scramble drill, like, every Tuesday practice, you know, um, just learning assignments. Like, you know, if, if he's low, go high. If, you know, go midline, you know, if you have this route. So just kind of implementing that into the system, um, it made it, you know, simpler to, you know, know where other guys are going to be and know where you need to go. Most definitely when the when, when plays, you know, need to be extended. If teams ask you about you and Caleb and how the system you played in transfers to the NFL world and how your skill sets would transfer, what would you tell them? Um, just just finding grass. Uh, a lot of a lot of you know what we've been learning so far. I, I I've got the opportunity to see that you know it's similar in ways like that where you find grass and you know make decisions off the defender. You know, don't let the defender uh, be right. Finally, when you leave here, you finish your week and you go do your training for the combine, all that stuff. What's your main focus in terms of your offseason training, getting ready for it's really not football. It's more like football Olympics, right? When you get to the combine, you start doing all your testing. Uh, just try to be explosive um, and everything, you know, whether it be the shuttle, the 40, um, broad jump, just just trying to get more and more explosive and uh, be able to showcase that when, once the combine starts. Do you have any track experience? But I know a lot of that stuff is technique, right? Most definitely. Yeah, I, I ran track in high school, did it long jump, triple jump. So um, it's been cool to see, you know, how some of that has helped me, you know, throughout this, uh, you know, uh, draft training. Do you have a 40-yard dash goal that you're trying to hit when you get there? Uh, No, sir. We'll see when we see. <laughs> <laughs> Taj, good stuff, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And now we're joined by Steel Chambers, Ohio State linebacker. Steel, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Glad to be here. Obviously, you're coming from a program that is a pro factory. You guys develop pros on both sides of the ball pretty regularly. What has it been like? You're only here a day trying to learn an NFL playbook in 24 hours before you hit the first practice tomorrow? Uh, it's been good. I mean, I think Ohio State certainly has prepared as well for that. Coach Knowles has a great uh, defensive scheme over there, so I think that's really prepared me for coming in and learning everything in a day or so. Now, I was talking to Curtis Jacobs, fellow Big Ten linebacker earlier, and I said to him, and I'll say the same thing to you, I feel like offenses now are designed to put guys like you in conflict, right? Whether it's read options or RPOs, misdirection, motion, right? They want you guys taking false steps. So to you, what's right now in the current modern landscape of how offensive work is the key to being a good off-ball linebacker? Key being a good off-ball linebacker? I think I discipline, that's a huge thing, especially with that RPOs, read options, everything like that. Um, I think one thing that's big is being able to chase down a quarterback. I think so many quarterbacks now are mobile, so you got to be able to run with them. Uh, got to have good instincts, be able to get to the ball before the ball even gets there. So, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different ways, but, I mean, I think those are the top, some of the top ones. Yeah, and people are looking for linebackers that can cover in the middle of the field oh, yeah. too, right? Tight ends, dropping his own, getting good depth and stuff like that. I think you're a very good coverage linebacker. What do you think – it is about your game that makes you good in coverage. I think eye discipline, that's huge. Knowing where they're in the coverage, if you got to have your eyes on your man, have eyes on the quarterback, I think that's big. Uh, I know some I've definitely got better at just getting a hit on guys, getting them off their route. I mean, offense is all about timing, so if you can disrupt timing, you can disrupt the entire play. And then uh, so I'm sort of just having a nose for the ball. Where do you think you would fit best in an NFL defense? Mike 
off-ball Will or Sam, inside 3-4 linebacker. Where do you think your school fit would fit best in the NFL scheme? I'd say like off-ball somewhere inside, and then I can get out a wide a little bit, help help with the coverages and stuff. We talked about coverage, but obviously in the Big Ten, if you want to stop the run, you ain't playing. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's one of our keys to winning games, stop the run, run the ball, especially in the Big Ten with all the big heavies up front. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you about some of your teammates, right? I think a lot of people were caught by surprise. So many of your guys going back yeah, yeah. to Ohio State, right? Yeah, that's been a big story for us. So when you, when you saw that, what did you think? I think that we're about to win a, a title next year. I mean, you got, you got, you got some guys that, are, that were supposed to go like in the high rounds coming back. I think they're making something dangerous over there. And then you add stuff like uh, Will Howard, uh, Caleb Downs. I mean, it's, it's an all-star team over there. So, yeah, Columbus is about to produce something crazy. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be able to watch it. How much of that is just guys don't want to leave until they beat Michigan? I think that's a big thing, especially <laughs> after the 2023 game. I think that's that probably pushed a lot of guys off the edge as far as, like, am I leaving or am I staying, and they decide to stay. Now, one of the teammates on your side of the ball coming out is defensive tackle Michael Hall, right? Yes. Can you tell me about him and what NFL team might get if they draft him? Oh, dude, he's a bulldog. You're going to get just an absolute force in the middle. I mean, he's going to come in every single day with a smile on his face. Just great attitude, great guy. I mean, just a disruptor in the middle. Just can really change a game up front. Anything on your checklist that's really important that you want to show coaches in the meeting rooms or on the field this week? Uh, just versatility, being able to do whatever a coach tells me. Uh, definitely coverage. Uh, being able to work my hands better whenever I'm going up against linemen and stuff. And then uh, just being a good dude. <laughs> yeah, that's key. And I was and, and I was going to ask you the next thing. That's what you're trying to do when you're doing these meetings with scouts, right? Yeah, what do you want them to learn about Steel Chambers as a guy? Just that, just, just that I'm a guy. I mean, I think a lot of people come into these meetings, come into these interviews, they get all – I'm not allowed to say what I'm about to say, but they, they just get all tight and stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just yeah. – you're they're getting to know you. So, I mean, just talk to them. They're just normal people just like you. So have a conversation with them. And I got to imagine, if you have confidence in your football knowledge, you start talking football, you should be comfortable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then as yeah, as and then as you're talking about football, you start snowballing a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, I really know this stuff. But sooner or later, you just find yourself just talking. You're kind of in like in a flow state. All right. And then finally, and I'm sure you've talked to other Ohio State alumni that have gone through this. When you hit the combine preparation, the combine training, what are some of the things that you're focusing on that you want to make sure that you do well when you hit Indianapolis in a month? Speed, change of direction, and then don't lose the football edge. Make sure you're still focused. I mean, at the end of the day, we're trained to play football, so it's not all about just like the combine stuff. So just keeping that football edge of value and then also just killing it and all the drills. Have you gotten any really good pieces of advice from former teammates that are in the pros now about how to go about this pre-draft process, which is really a lot more than just football, unfortunately, right? I guess just surround yourself with people that you trust. Trust that they're going to put you in the right situation and do as best as you can. Steel, good stuff, man. Best of luck the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, brother. And now we're joined by one of the East defensive backs, Roe Torrance, cornerback out of Arizona State. Roe, you've had one practice. You've had a bunch of meetings. How's this weekend been for you so far? Um, it's, pretty, it's been pretty busy, honestly. But, you know, I've been embracing the moment, just being where my feet are and just, you know, enjoying the journey for real, for real. What has it been like trying to learn a defensive system in a span of 48 hours? Um, you know, it hasn't been really challenging for real, for real, because, you know, I, I know the game of football, but, you know, it's been coming to me pretty simple. You know, I'm a fast learner, so I've been picking up on it pretty fast. What are your goals when you get on the practice field, when you're playing the game on Thursday? What do you want to show NFL scouts and coaches? Um, just show them, you know, what kind of player they get, you know, a, a lockdown corner, a press man corner, and I just want to continue to showcase that. You talk about press man. That's what NFL evaluators want to see you guys do, right? But so many college teams play quarters. They don't press a lot. 
they had, you have played a lot of press. What is it about press that makes you good at it? Um, I get to use my long arms. I get to be disruptive at the line, you know, put my long arms on somebody. And I feel like that's what helped me in my game, you know, and I plan to my size and plan to my ability. Fans that don't know, 6'3", 210, bigger corner. So I imagine I know the answer already. If a scout would ask you what you think the best part of your game is right now, what do you think it would be? Press man. <laughs> being a press man corner and just being able to lock down that one side of the field. Absolutely. What is it like going up against which are some of the best wide receivers heading into the NFL draft? Has it been a fun challenge? It's been a fun challenge. I'm very competitive, so I look at it all as a fun challenge. You know, I learn some from from them guys on the, on the, on their rep, depending on you know who I'm going against. So I'm going against a lot of different guys, so I learn something about myself each rep. You know, because I play them different, and I just you know use that and I grow. Have you done like a little bit of a scouting report on some of these guys you go up against so you know what they like to do so you have a little bit of an advantage? Um, honestly, nah, I kind of, you know, I, I, I like to do it wrong. I like to just go out there fresh, you know, and you just feel it out. Yeah, let just let them show me what they show me, then I just go based off that. Very good. When you leave here and you start training for your pro day and the combine and stuff like that, what are some of the things that you're really focusing on that you're trying to get better at? Um, I would like to go run, run my 40 well. And, you know, I like to get better in the hips area where I'll be able to, you know, showcase the, my movement my, and showing how fluid I could be when I'm back backpedaling, opening my hips. So you're doing a lot of three-cone work is basically what you're telling me. Yes, sir. A lot of transition <laughs> work. Getting that down, Pat. Absolutely. Taking it off the field a little bit, when you meet with these scouts in these meetings here, you have a chance to talk to a lot of NFL personnel. What are you trying to get across to them about you as a guy? Um, I'm, I'm a good person. Like, off the field, you'll have a good guy. You'll have a guy that come in with a lot of energy. A lot, of, a guy that a lot of players will want to be around outside of football. A lot of coach, a guy that a coaches will want to be around a lot around when I'm not on the football field type thing. So just let them know that I'm a good guy. You know, I'm a good person, and you know, I'm, I can be a friend of you if that's what it needs to be. We ain't just got to be teammates. So you know, like I said, just let them know they're getting a good guy. Have you been in anyone's ear? Have they been in your ear about giving you any sort of advice for this process? So you take advantage of all your opportunities and you get drafted as high as you can. Um, no, not really. I just been, you know, leaning on, uh, leaning on older heads, you know, leaning on my knowledge of the game and my information of the game and just, you know, taking it day by day and step by step, you know. And like I told you before, just been embracing the moment and enjoying where I'm at right now. Well, best of luck, man. Enjoy talking to you and good luck the rest of the week and the rest of the draft process. Thank you, sir. I really do appreciate it. And now we're joined by Matt Gonzalez. He is the offensive tackle from the University of Pittsburgh. Matt, nice to meet you, man. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing great. First, let's talk about the injury. You only played three games in your last year at Pitt. What was the injury? How are you? And how quickly are you going to be up to speed once the draft process kind of gets underway here? Yeah, well, I injured my uh, left plantar plate in my toe. I needed to have surgery on it. Four months past the surgery from September 25th. I'm feeling great right now. My toe feels amazing. I'm starting to run at 75% speed, and I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, I think I should be ready for the combine. Hopefully, hopefully, and we're aiming for the combine, but definitely be ready by program. So, obviously, you're not going to be on the field this weekend. So, what are you, what are your main goals here, given you're not going to be on the field? Uh, to be locked into these interviews. Uh, I know it's going to be, you know, a strain with people practicing and having to come back and interview, but keep my, my mindset on interviews and, you know, staying locked into that. Now, right tackle and left tackle at Pitt. Where are you more comfortable if a team might ask you that question? Uh, I'd say the right side right now. I mean, you know, I played – 
about nine games and 22 at the right side, and I think uh, four on the left and 22. So, uh, you know, I played left tackle this year. I wasn't too, you know, the most comfortable with it. If I had to play, uh, you know, left or right, I'd choose the right side. It's my dominant side right now. I got to imagine, though, having both that on tape is only going to help you in this process, right? Because teams are looking for guys when they come in, all right, maybe you've done a starter right away. But if you can back up both spots, that's invaluable. Right, for sure. And, you know, I'm willing to play left, right, guard, center, wherever the team needs me to play to win. That's where I'll go. So, um, you know, if I needed to play on the left side, right side, it don't matter to me. I can play both. And uh, I've proven that I can play both. And, um, yeah, it's whatever the team needs me to do. Now, your listed size was 6'6", 350. Is that where you are now? Is that what you want your playing weight to be? Where are you at with that? I've never been 350. I'm 6'6", 330. Um, <laughs> so, That's why I asked the question. Yeah, but, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to be around 325. Uh, I was 330 this year. And, uh, you know, I can still move at this weight. And I'm happy with this weight. Uh, I don't want to go below 320. You know, I need some weight to, you know, block and do all those type of things too. Have you, have you had arm length measured or anything like that yet or no? I think like 82 inches. So, you know, pretty long wingspan. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing out of this world, but, you know, a long enough wingspan to compete in the NFL. Certainly meet the threshold for offensive tackle in the league, for yes, sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So as you get into the combine process now, you mentioned you're going to be rehabbing and kind of preparing at the same time. So how are you going to kind of balance that where you're trying to, be as good physically as you can be for those Olympic style events, right? But you also want to make sure your foot's good. Right. I mean, there's got to be, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, I guess a voice in the back of my head where it says, you know, just take care of your toe here. But yeah. at the same time, do what you can and, um, you know, uh, do, do what you can every day to, you know, go towards the combine a pro day. But still, at the same time, you got to monitor what's going on down there. Once it's fully healed and once I feel ready to go, um, you know, still that's it's going to be something in the back of my mind that I got to monitor. So, you know, something I got to take serious. But right now I'm, I'm working on the physicals and, you know, doing the best I can. So we'll see where, where it ends up uh, when we get to Indy. Can you still lift and squat and do all that stuff? I can. I'm lifting lower body right now. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been running and doing like 75% running and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's just only a matter of time before, you know, it's fully there. But. Just still needs a little bit more time to go. Now, nah, good to know. Final question. Uh, you mentioned that you want to lock in on these interviews here. What's one thing that maybe you want teams to know about you as a football player and one thing you want teams to know about you as a guy? Um, as a football player, I want them to know how, how athletic I am. I mean, I don't think a lot of teams understand how you know how my athleticism and what I can do on a 40-yard dash or a vertical jump or something like that. That's why I want to be ready by the combine. Sure. And, um, you know, not a football player. I want them to understand how good of a leader I am and, uh, you know, how, how serious I take um, competition and competing, whether it's, you know, on the field or off the field with uh, video games or a game of chess. I want them to know that I'm a competitor and I'll always compete till uh, you know, the end of my career. you a chess player? I like chess a lot. Tell me about it. Why? Just uh, it's very, very fascinating to me. That there's endless possibilities, and um, I don't know. I think about the history of the U.S. Bobby Fischer going to Iceland playing Boris Fasky. I don't know. It just fascinated me. My brother got me onto it, and uh, it was just a you know interesting topic for me. It's an interesting game. There's uh, infinite possibilities, and um, it's just a fun game to get your mind off of you know some stuff sometimes. So. 
Do you find playing offensive tackle is almost like playing a little chess match, <laughs> chess match against those defensive ends trying to figure out their pass rush plan? Honestly, it is as complicated as it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of possibilities when it comes to formation, defenses. So I guess you could say that. And, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like the same combinations, but I think chess is maybe a little bit more complex. What do you think the strongest part of your game is with, with your pass pro against those defensive ends right now? That's, that's a good question. I'd say... Um, keeping up with them like just laterally like staying with them my athleticism i think i can i, I can keep up with any of these pass rushers in the league i think I can, I can compete with any of these pass rushers in the league so i think my athleticism really helps me with that that aspect and if there's one technique thing you still want to work on as you head into the pros what is it it's my anchor um you know bull rush is a big thing and uh you know obviously a lot of people do it and i i've i've proved to myself that i have a good anchor i just need to apply it a little bit more and maybe get a little bit stronger in the legs and yeah, that's really it. It's great getting to meet you, man. Appreciate the time. Great to meet you, too. Thank you for your time. And now we're joined by Mason McCormick, offensive lineman for South Dakota State. I don't care if it's FCS. It's one of the best football programs in the country. So I want to start there. What makes South Dakota State such a good football program? Well, first of all, I think it just starts with the community and uh, what, how many people uh, have done to help that place grow. Um, to see the success of this program, uh, it's really been a stepping stone. It's taken a lot of guys who put in a lot of time to get to this place. Uh, we are now. And uh, to see the loyalty that we've had within our guys, whether it's through the transfer portal and whatever else, um, it's it's pretty cool. And I think it's, it's a bond like no other. What is it about the culture there from the coaches to the players that have helped turn you into the player you are today? Well, everybody talks about how they want to be a family, but I truly believe South Dakota State was very family-like. Um, there was no clicks within the locker room. It was a very – everybody was really, really tight. And to be able to go into a locker room knowing that all these guys got your back and that you have all these guys back is a pretty special feeling. And you play in those games against North Dakota State, right, those rivalry games, you have to be physical. You have to set the tone. Do you consider yourself one of those tone setters? I absolutely do. Um, I'd like to think that I do set the tone for our offense. And uh, from a physicality standpoint, from a mentality standpoint, I want to go out there um, and impose our will and give give the guys uh, the confidence they need uh, to see what I'm doing and execute uh, at a high level. And what I enjoyed watching you on tape in preparation for this is that you don't play up to the whistle, you play through the whistle and there, it's a little bit different there like you make sure that you finish your blocks right absolutely i mean i think there's one way to play this game and to uh you got to play it super hard and there's there's no uh if ands or buts about it but uh to be able to play the game that way um you got to know you got to know the referee's limits a little bit of course. but uh you want to take it as far as you can just so the other guys know that they can't keep up with you just because your motor is that high now, you were the starting left guard for South Dakota State. Do you want to work on the right side a little bit over the weekend here to try to show the NFL teams your versatility a little bit? Yeah, I'll be ready for the interior three positions. I was Center uh, two? Yes, yeah, center as well. I have I was our backup center at South Dakota State as well. Just um, if if our, anything happened to our center, I would have slid over to center. So I'm ready to roll for the interior three positions just to show everybody uh, how versatile I am. How many practice reps at college did you get at center? A lot, okay. yeah. I don't. I couldn't give you a number or anything, but I, I was practicing it every week, so for six years. So, so is that something that you're going to try to communicate to the NFL decision makers, and you meet with them here this week that you are a versatile player? 
Yeah, I mean, I want them to know that I'm willing to help a team in whatever way possible. Um, I was on punch shield at SDSU, and uh, I loved it. Uh, there's there's not a lot of guys who love punch shield, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Um, I'm going to be as versatile as possible and uh, just want to help a team out. Aside from the versatility, when you meet with these teams, what's maybe one thing about you as a football player and one thing about you as a guy that you want to make sure you get across? Um, as a football player, I'm extremely gritty. Um, I'm going to grind people into the ground. I'm going to... Tape shows it, by the way, yeah. just FYI. <laughs> Appreciate it. But I'm, I'm going to play as hard as I can no matter what. Um, as a human being, um, I just want people to know that I'm, I'm a loyal guy. Um, I like to be in places... If somebody does something for me, that means something to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably could have left um, to the transfer portal and got some money from NIL, but these these people poured so much into me um, to be to get to where I am today. And so to be able to give back to that program, and it's not necessarily even give back, but to be able to stay there and allow them to reap the benefits of what they helped create, I think is pretty cool. Do you think given your self-described grittiness and your physicality that Maybe sometimes people overlook your athleticism because I do think when you watch it, you get up to that second level and get on those linebackers pretty well. I think so. I think that's like a stereotype with uh, tough players that, that is that they're not athletic. Um, I, uh, I, I I'm excited to prove people wrong this week as well as at the combine. What are your big goals now when you leave here? You get to do the combine stuff. It's all the Olympic training. It's not so much football, which I know a lot of the football guys don't like, but it's what you have to do, right? What are some of the things you're going to be focusing on over that next month or so uh, so you are ready to go at the combine? Yeah. Um, I'm training down here in Frisco with Duke Mannyweather. Oh, wow. It's, um, it's a good guy to train with. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm just going to be keep focusing on football because ultimately that's what we're here for. But uh, I'm going to be ready to do – whatever it takes at the combine um, to show out and show how athletic I really am. What has it been trying to learn an NFL playbook in like two days getting ready for practice? Uh, the first meeting was a lot just because hearing a lot of lingo, but I, I'm pretty smart with playbooks and I've picked it up pretty quick. So, so. Awesome. And then finally, I've talked to a couple of the other small school guys that are, you know, with you, talked to the Big, 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 the big man from Howard, who's my gosh, a gigantic human being, right? Um, I talked to uh, CJ from Holy Cross, and they're just so excited to get a chance to go up against some of these Power Five guys. Obviously, you get a couple games here where you can do that, so it is on tape. But being able to do that in this environment, how exciting is it for you? Yeah, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a true competitor, and to be able to compete against the best of the best here at this game um, is pretty exciting. And uh, I look forward to it. It's a, it's a cool opportunity. I'm gonna take advantage of it. Mason, great stuff. Good luck this week. Good luck the rest of the way, and hopefully get drafted nice and high. Appreciate it. And now we're joined by Virginia wide receiver Malik Washington. Malik, I know you're early in the process. What has it been like so far trying to absorb this NFL offense in rapid-fire fashion? Yeah, I think um, it takes a lot of studying. And I was told uh, the, the guys that are smart don't win. The guys that study do. The guy that, guys that take notes. And so it's just been studying, taking notes, trying to prepare as best I can. Now, your head coach is Mike Kafka, one of the Giants coaches, obviously. Have you had a chance to interact with him much at all so far this week or no? Um, I, I just actually met, met up with him this morning. I just talked about he um, he's a Northwestern graduate. I'm a Northwestern graduate, so we just connected a little bit over that. Uh, I wanted to make sure he knew, like, man, I, we, we spent some time in Evanston, Illinois before. So uh, just making a connection through that. But I, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to him a little bit more. Now, you led the FBS 110 receptions, right? Where do you think, when an NFL asks you, maybe your strength is a wide receiver, how would you 
quantify those to an NFL evaluator if they ask that question to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think nobody's catching the ball better than I do. You know, nobody, nobody's making more catches. No more's do, nobody's doing more with the catch than I do. I think I'm one of the best in the country when it comes to catching the ball and then making guys miss, uh, forcing mixed tackles and getting yards after catch. So I think right there, that's where my value is. I can catch the ball. I'm reliable. I catch it everywhere on the field. And once I do catch it, the play is not over. You know, that's just the start of the play. And I'm going to go get uh, more yards for us, first downs to touchdowns. Yeah, when I watched your tape, the first thing that came to mind, he plays a lot bigger than his listed weight and height, right? You're almost like a little Debo Samuel. You catch the ball, and then there's a lot of yards after catch stuff. Is that something that you really take pride in, that being a playmaker with the ball in your hands? Yeah, I just joked with another another guy, like, I'm allergic to grass. I don't, I don't want to go down. I don't want to get tackled. And so when I catch that ball, for me, that's the start of the play, not when we snap the ball. So I know I'm going to catch the ball. It's how many yards am I going to get after? That's my question in my head. How many guys am I going to make miss or who's going to miss this tackle first or something like that? So for me, it's always just earning that extra yard, earning that, that place on the field. In the same way, then, can you envision yourself being used in a lot of those other ways a wide receiver is used? Jet sweeps in the backfield. The Giants have Wando Robinson, right? He was at Kentucky, caught a lot of passes when he was in Nebraska. He was used as a running back, too. Do you see yourself as almost that multidimensional weapon rather than just a receiver? Yeah, I want to help out in a variety of ways. I think that's going to be my biggest tool is just being versatile, being able to take some snaps uh, in the slot, maybe take some snaps out out wide at Z, uh, then moving into the backfield, becoming an extension of the run game, whether that's run or pass. I think that's what I need to be prepared and ready to do is fill that role for whatever team you know drafts me. What are your major goals this week to show these coaches and scouts that are watching you? I want to show that I can separate at NFL level. I want to show that I do have the speed to, you know, make difference, making plays. And I want to continue to just show what I put on film, that I'm reliable, that I can catch the ball, and that I'm a, you know, a good route runner. And then when you leave here, it's training time. It's basically basically training for the Olympics, right? you got to get better 40 time and everything like that. What's your major focus then when you start getting into the gym and you start getting ready for the combine? Yeah, I mean, I want to I, I want to get there and dominate the combine. I don't I don't want to settle for some good numbers. I want to have great numbers. I want to leave the combine with a smile on my face. So, I mean, the goal right now is just to get that 40 down as much as possible and show that I do have elite speed. I can run with the with the best of them. And so for me, when I get back to XPE down in Florida, that's going to be the goal. Over 1,400 receiving yards. You watch it on tape. Nobody catches it from behind. So I think you got a pretty good shot. Malik, awesome stuff. Good good stuff. And we wish you luck this week and the rest of the process. Thank you. And now we're joined by Leonard Taylor, defensive lineman from Miami. Leonard, obviously you're not out there on the field this week, but you're here. You're going to meetings and everything else. What are your main goals that you want to accomplish this week being at the Shrine Bowl? Um, really just to be dialed in with the system, learning what's going on. So when I go out there, I get a fully understanding how everybody plan. Basically what what they got to do basically to accomplish the win. What has it been like being in these meeting rooms and trying to digest a whole new system that you haven't played in before in a span of 24 to 48 hours? I mean, it's been good. Really just just got to learn the playbook, get a fully understanding of it. Once you once I did that, uh, I understand. I mean, the playbook is pretty simple, either a shade or a three-tech. So, I mean, it's pretty adaptable <laughs> just going out there just trying to rep it consistently. When you have meetings with these scouts and other front office personnel from teams over the course of this week, what are you trying to get across about you, the football player, and you, the person? Um, really just, if there was a pick me, I'm going to go out there, be dominant 100%, and off the field, I'm just a, I'm a good, genuine person. I mean, no harm to anyone. I just want to be 
just myself, basically just be, walk around with a smile on my face, bring people joy and happiness. Obviously, you're one of the more gifted athletes coming out in this year's draft. What are some of the technical things that you're still trying to refine and work on as you head into the draft process with the combine, pro day, and all that other stuff? Um, really just being more intent in my work, um, getting off the ball, uh, being that guy that's always in, in the um, film, that's around the ball as much as possible, being that big guy around the ball as much as possible, um, just being a dominant player at the end of the day. If a scout would ask you what you think the strongest part of your game is right now, what do you think you would tell him? Uh, my get off, how, how how fast I get to the quarterback, how I bend the corner. That's really my push to power. Just just being strong, all the all above, yeah. Leonard, good stuff, man. Good luck the rest of the week and the rest of the draft process. I right, appreciate you. Thank you. All right, now we're joined by Kansas State edge player Khalid Duke. Khalid, first of all, how was day one of practice out there on the field today? Uh, it was good. Um, definitely um entertaining, like. Um, just to be around uh, all that talent uh, around me uh, definitely was fun. I'm uh, uh, just enjoying the process. I know you're focusing on the stuff you did in college, being an edge player. Are they having you some more off-ball stuff here, too, to try to show coaches that maybe you can expand your game a little bit? Uh, I haven't really been doing um, too much of that, but uh, I definitely, um, I'm definitely am looking forward to doing that. Uh, but more being uh, on the edge uh, here and being uh, more in a three-point stance. What do you think your best pass rush move is right now? I think my best pass rush move is definitely the ghost. I think my best counter is probably a spin move. Yeah. I'll tell you, the thing that I love watching you on tape heading into this week, I think you have a relentless motor. How much is being a good pass rusher and getting that sack production just not quitting and giving up on a play? Man, I think having a motor is one of the best things uh, being uh, on the edge because I feel like you're going you're going to find yourself in predicaments where we're having to move doesn't always work, you know, like um, like with a good tackle and stuff. So having a good motor um, uh, and beating and beating the laziness out of a guy, like you know what I'm saying. So like when a guy gets lazy and stuff like that, things like that, and then you take advantage of those moments. I forget what game it was. Remember one of the games you got double teamed initially on the play, and you're fighting with the guys, fighting with the guys. Yeah. The quarterback ends up scrambling back to the weak side, and then you close in your finish. Right. Do you look back at a play like that, and that's why you don't? quit on a play exactly uh i think you're talking about ucf yep. uh yeah when he came out that's definitely one of the reasons why you never give him on a play because you are going to get yourself in predicaments like that but if you keep going and keep fighting um that's when you start to get your sacks like you know uh, most pass rushers who who hit like like high heights amounts of sacks um most of their sacks come off of effort and not just moves what has it been like trying to learn an nfl defense in 48 hours and try to translate it to the um, field it's been fun, I would say. Uh, it's been real fun. Like, you know, uh, I always like to challenge myself and and become better at this game. So, yeah. What are some of the questions that you're getting from the scouts and front office personnel when you're having meetings with them kind of on the side on your off time? A lot of, a lot of um, am I willing to play, uh, like, off the edge, like, um, differently? Like, you know, like being able to drop into the flat and things like that. Um, some uh, off-field questions and things like that. Yeah. At your size, do you feel like you could be a 4-3 end in the league, or do you think you're more of a kind of a 3-4 outside stand-up linebacker? I think I can do both. Um, I think uh, if I was to go to a 4-3, I'd probably have to put on some weight, but I think I'm capable of doing that. And uh, and in a 3-4, I think I could do that too. What's your playing weight right now? Uh, 245. Is that where you've been, and is that where you want to be? Um, that's where I've been for the past three years, but um, I think most teams will probably want me to gain some weight, so... When you leave here, you start preparing for your pro day, perhaps the combine. 
what are the things you're going to be focusing on in your training so that you perform the way you want when you have those opportunities? Uh, I would say uh, definitely my 40. Um, mobility is one of them. It's one of the big things uh, I'm um, focus on. Uh, another is probably my change of direction um, and trying to have a good L drill. So basically trying to show guys that you can do more than just go straight ahead, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome, Clee. Well, best of luck with all that. We appreciate it and hopefully get drafted nice and high. Yes, sir. Thank you. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Now we're joined by quarterback Keaton Slovis. Keaton, we've had one practice so far. I imagine for a quarterback, this is probably tougher than other positions, trying to learn an NFL playbook in a matter of 48 hours, maybe. How has that process been so far for you? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. You know, Davis uh, Webb's done a great job, you know, uh, helping us learn and also like take like giving us some some leeway a little bit, you know, understand the plays, but also uh, Unfortunately, but also fortunately for me, I got to play in three different offenses in college. So. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> has helped me pick stuff up quicker. And uh, I kind of have a method of how to you know, piece together a playbook and learn it fast and um, to the point where I'm feeling confident calling the huddle one time and getting out and rolling. Is the language familiar to you, the way they call and plays and everything? or? Yeah, it's a similar style. And there's there's always words that like carry over um, and route names that carry over. And uh, But most of the time you have to switch out the words for a different word. But the, the formula is pretty pretty consistent for the most part. So that's nice. Now, we had Davis as a backup quarterback for the Giants for a bunch of years. Funny guy, fun yeah. guy. What has it been like learning from him as your offensive coordinator? Yeah, no, he's been awesome, and uh, he's played the position. I think that's so awesome to have as a coach or as a player to have a coach that's played the position and understands, you know, from your per- point of view how the game looks and what's realistic. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And, he, you know, he played in a bowl game like this too. So he understands what it's like for us getting a bunch of stuff. And he's like, hey, I'm going to push you guys, but I'm not going to make it unrealistic. We're here for a week. We're having a good time, and I want you guys to you know, showcase what you can do and not be kind of overwhelmed by too much information. You mentioned the fact that you've been with three different schools, right, USC, Pitt, and now BYU. When teams ask you about the transfer process and why you went through those different schools, how have those conversations been, and what do you say to them? Yeah, most teams just you know tell me your story and why you transferred, you know, and uh, you know that's the thing for me. I never wanted to be that guy, but I pretty much have to you know tell them, you know, my coach got fired at USC. It wasn't an ideal situation. And, uh, you know, talking to the new guy, they were bringing someone else in. It was time for me to move on. Um, and when I talk about Pittsburgh, you know, I was going to play for Jordan Addison, uh, all returning senior line, returning running back, receiver two is returning. Uh, then after spring, Jordan leaves. Uh, we go through the season. Our left tackle gets hurt. And, again, we had a fine year. We ended 8-4. and four. Um, When we're talking about me coming back from the last year, I have to kind of – think would I still come to the situation if I was in the portal again and ultimately my in my head I was like no I wouldn't have so I wanted to do what was best for me um, in my last year to give myself the best chance to you know make at this level and have a year you know similar to the first couple years of my career. Besides that what else are you trying to get across to these teams and scouts and coaches and front office personnel when you do meet with them on the side during this weekend? I think just who I am you know I have a lot of confidence in who I am as a football player as a leader as a quarterback um but they don't know me, you know, so I need to kind of get that across and, um, you know, explain my leadership style, explain how I would be on a day to day basis, my strengths as a person and as a quarterback and like what I'm confident in. Obviously, you have a ton of film out there, right? You guys have seen you take a lot of snaps, throw a lot of passes. Is there anything on the field that you feel like you want to show or make sure NFL scouts see you do? 
Yeah, I mean, I ended the year with a with a ulnar nerve injury and a tricep injury. So I think the main thing for me coming out was like, hey, showing I'm healthy, uh, that can throw the ball the same, if not better than you know when I was in uh, November uh, going through it. So um, I think that's the main thing is just showing I'm healthy and then showing him that you know I have a lot of pride in my arm and the throws I can make and just proving that I can make every throw on the field. If they asked you what you think your greatest strength of, as a quarterback is, what would you answer? I would say my arm. You know, I think I can make every every throw on the field. Um, and there's stuff I want to get better at. I want to get better at throwing in smaller spaces, off platform. Uh, you watch Matthew Stafford. He has a helmet in his chest. He's still ripping it out, you know, 20 yards to the field. So. No look half the time. Yeah, and he's not even looking at him. So, like, <laughs> I would like to get to that point one day. And, you know, I've been working on it. I work with the same coach as he has. So, that's, like, the standard. Um, but, yeah, that's ultimately what I'm pretty confident. You talk about working when you leave here. I'm sure it's time to prepare for pro day, prepare for the combine and all that stuff. What are some of the things, aside from what you already mentioned, that you're going to be focusing on over the next couple months? Yeah, I think that's the main thing, just uh, you know, putting together a pro day script, getting ready for the combine throws, and then hopefully run a better 40 than people think. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Lamar Jackson, but I think I'll run a better <laughs> time than most people would think. So. Well, Keaton, thanks for joining, man. Best of luck this weekend and the rest of the way. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And now we're joined by Justin Rogers, defensive tackle out of Auburn. Justin, thanks for being with us, man. How's this week going so far? I know we're early. Um, it's going great right now. You know? It's really getting, getting meeting the guys here and all that, meeting old faces, you know. So it's been fun here. Now, I, when doing my work on you before I talk to you, I see you're listed at 346. You don't look 346, man. Yeah. Like, like you weighed in today. What'd you weigh in at? I weighed in at 337. Yeah. Is that a goal you had to, to try to get the weight down a little bit? or? No, I'm still getting the weight down. I'm going to get down to like 320. Why do you think that's the ideal playing weight for you? Um, just, just because like I just feel comfortable around there. Or you probably get down to three, 325. When you talk to teams and they ask you, where do you think your best spot on the offensive line is? Do you see yourself as a true nose? Do you see yourself more as like a shade guy, a three-tech? Um, so I'd say probably shade and nose, and I can play the three. So really all over the board, for real. So they ask you, put position aside, what you do best as a player on the field right now, what would you tell them? Play the shade in the nose. In terms of technique, what do you do best? Uh, to stop the run and get an upfield, making habit. Is it hands, power, anchoring? Uh, just hands and power and anchoring, for real. Really everything, for real. What are your goals this week that you want to show? Let's start with the coaches on the field first. What do you want to show them? Just show them I'm here to work and, you know, just keep working in front of these coaches. You know, just have fun and learn learn, and learn from these coaches for real stuff I can use in the near future. You mentioned learning. You have to learn a playbook in, like, yeah. two days. It's not easy. But, what has that been like so far? Um, just really asking questions. Um, just having just different questions I, I'm asking. But overall, everything's been easy for real. What has it been like, uh, or what do you want to show at least and express to the scouts that sit down with you in meetings as teams try to get to know you as a, a person as much as a player? I'm um, just um, a funny guy. I love football and just, you know, just want to take his game to the next level. Justin, this was great, man. Best luck the rest of the week. And then when you're done here, you got to go to do combine training, right? Yes, what, what's your big goal as you start doing your training for the combine? Um, just really, like, no, working on my 40 and all that. Just working on a little bit of benching. But anything else, just, you know, just getting ready for everything. Well, best of luck to you, man. Appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Now we're joined by quarterback for the West team, Jarius Monroe. Jarius, nice to meet you, man. How's the week been so far for you? I know it's early on. It's been great, man. I'm loving everybody that I'm meeting. Um, I'm having a great time, honestly. 
right. I, I got to talk to you about your FCS days because I, I cover some FCS for the NEC up here. Okay. So I have a lot of respect for the guys that, that run the FCS. You were at Nickel State for a long time before you yes, went sir. to Tulane, right? Yes, sir. How did that help you prepare Nickel State for FBS football? It just really humbled me, man. It, uh, it put me in a different headspace, man. It'll be many nights where I'm just grinding by myself. Um, and it showed me that, like, you know, I knew I was different, you know. So, uh once I once I went to the FCS, uh, it was it was a great great program I was with, great great head coach and Tim Rebo, um, and they're still rolling, man. But uh, I love the guys out there at Nichols. I imagine when you got to the FBS level, then you kind of look back because the program size is different, right? The amount of money in the program is different. So, how much did you almost have to be a self motivator to to believe in yourself to get you to that FBS level? Um, I always believed in my talents, so. Uh, Believing in my talent wasn't the issue for me. Uh, I had that confidence 100%. Just uh, having other people see it, you know, sure. having my coach trust in me and, and, you know, having the patience with me to build me to be a better player because it was a lot that I didn't know. And I'm such a sponge, man. Um, once I began to learn things, then I just I, I just took off from there. You're a bigger corner. You're 6'2", you're over 200 pounds. If you would describe your play style to someone that's never seen you play before, how would you do it? Man, I'm I'm grimy. I love to I love this game. Like I love to get in your face. I love to lock you up. However you want to do it, I'm ready to get out there and just dominate whoever's out there. You know, so uh, that's how I describe my game. You know, if coach wants to say, "Hey, you're not gonna have any help on this play," then I'm that guy. I'm the guy that you want to be telling that to. Now you were part of a Tulane program that kind of emerged as one of the better college football programs the last couple of years. What was it about your group and your team that allowed you to win as many games as you did? Uh, the coaching, man. Coach Fritz is such a great coach, man, and the positions he would put us in would be always be great positions in the game plan and how hard we practice. You know, we practice harder than we played the games most of the time. So uh, I think that put us in the best position to win those many games. You talked about wanting to get in people's face and dominate them, right? I looked up your analytics. You play press almost half the time. So that's what NFL teams want to see, right? They want to see corners that play press coverage. What is it about playing press coverage that you enjoy and you think you're good at? Uh, I think it's just me versus you, you know, and you're right here. It ain't no running away from me. There's no it's, – it's you have to beat me right now. So uh, I think it's just – it's a it's a type of mentality that you have to have to play that. You know, you have to be a dog to be a press corner. You know, um, that's what I love to do, man. I like to get in your face and press you, you know. I'm fine with playing any position on the field, but if I can get out there in corner and press you, then, you know, that's what I want to do. Now, there are a couple different ways to play press, right? You can try to beat somebody up. You can kind of press them and then mirror them a little bit. What's your preferred style when you're in press? Uh, depending on the opponent, I like to do a lot of film study on what guys like and what they don't like. You know, what's their favorite type of routes, you know. Sure. Things like that's um, do they buzz their feet? Do they come forward? Um, sometimes you have to be way less aggressive. Sometimes you have to be more aggressive, depending on your opponent. Uh, so you just have to fill it out throughout the game most of the time. But sometimes you can see it on film. Now, the one thing I was impressed by watching you to get ready for this interview is that even though you play a lot of press, you're able to get your head around and locate the ball to get some interceptions now. And that, that that's a tough skill, right? Some guys have trouble getting their head around to locate the football. How do you figure out when to look back? What are you reading? You're reading the wide receiver's hands. You're looking at their eyes. How do you know when that ball's in the air so you can get those shoulders around to turn around to make a play on the ball? That's an art, man. It's definitely an art. Uh, there's a lot of receivers I played this year. I had to look through the film and see, you know, does this guy have late hands? Mm. Does he like the back shoulder? Uh, does he does he hold his hands up there for a while after the catch? Is he loose with the ball after the catch? So uh, things like that can help you make decisions on when you need to throw your hands to his hands. Because I see a lot of cornerbacks get PIs throwing too early, but um, 
if you're able to feel this receiver and understand how he plays the game, it gets way, way easier. And then also um, finding the ball. Finding the ball is, is a big, great technique that, you know, I'm still developing. I'm still getting better at. Um, I'm a sponge, man. There's so much I want to learn about this game. So uh, still learning a lot of things, but um, definitely that's one of my greatest strengths. In zone, you, you had a couple of those interceptions with your eyes on the quarterback as well. What are the keys to being a good zone defender in your eyes? Um, vision and breaking, man. You you have to break when you see that ball release, man. Don't don't think about it. Don't think a second. You know, do your job and then break to that ball. You never know where the ball can go up. You never know if it can bobble. You never know how the ball is going to bounce. So uh, always just vision and break, man. Uh, being really reactive. I've always been reactive. Um, I think that's my greatest strength. I think I'm very, very quick. Um, and I think I'm also very fast so that a lot of people don't understand yet, but they will. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you, after you're done here, and I'll circle back to practice here in a second, but you brought up the speed, right? When you leave here, it's all in combine trading, trying to get ready to run that 40, right? What are your plans and what are some of your goals as you begin to train for the combine? Uh, my goals are, you know, 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four range with the 40. Um, I'm just going to keep training. You know, I'm training at Bomberitos, um, and I'm just really excited about what he has planned for us. Um, my numbers have already begun to go in the right direction, so I'm just ready to see how, how much better they can be. Your speed, your speed, right? So how much of that is technique, getting your number down, like learning those same techniques that track guys use, that Olympians use to kind of get that time down? Right. That's the thing. You know, technique, like you said, that's something that I've never been taught uh, with this running thing. So uh, just learning technique and, and, and how to have a great form when you're running and not be so tense is the small things that I'm learning. And um, it's actually been implementing into my game and helping me a really? lot. Yeah. Oh, so you've been able to translate some of that to the field, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think you guys will see that tomorrow for sure. Okay, well, you're going to hit the field for practice on Saturday. We're doing this interview on Friday. What do you want to show these coaches when you're on the practice field? Uh, I just want to show them that I'm the guy, man. You know, uh, whatever they need me to be, you know, a great tackler, a reactive player, a great corner. Um, whatever they need me to be out there, I can be the guy. So I just want to make sure that I put that on film and put that out there that uh, everyone knows that I can be the guy. Now, I'm sure you're going to be studying the hell out of your playbook between now and then because you had to basically absorb a defense in a couple of days here, right? What has that process been like? Uh, actually, pretty easy, man. Um, so I've had a different D.C. almost every year. Oh, wow. Every year that I've played football except my first two years. So I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what we have to offer. Um, all the plays that we've learned so far, I've, I've kind of dissected them, understood how I will understand it in our defense, you know, translating it a different way um, and just getting ready to communicate, man. I think that's a lost art that I got to bring here. All right, final question. You have a chance to meet with scouts, meet with NFL teams while you're here too. That's a big part of this. What are some of the things you're trying to get across to them about Jarius, not just as a football player, but as a guy? Uh, I just want them to know I'm a great person, man. I'm a, I'm a great energy guy. Um, I like to be the happiest person in the building. That's just <laughs> me, man. Um, I talked to my guy, Tajay Spears, and he just told me to be myself, man. And I, and I think that was great advice, man, because when I'm being myself, I'm, I'm way more comfortable. I'm way more loose, and I just have fun. Tajay's going to be a hell of a pro, too, man. Nah, definitely. <laughs> that dude can run. Hey, Jerry, it's good stuff. Best luck the rest of the week, man. We appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. And now we're joined by Illinois wide receiver Isaiah Williams. Isaiah, first of all, thanks for being with us. How much have you been able to really dive in so far? This is the first day you're here. Is it mostly playbook stuff? Have you been in meetings yet? What have you had a chance to show these coaches? Um, so far, it's just been meetings. Meetings as far as just learning the playbook, mm -hmm. um, learning our assignments, uh, meeting the coaching staff, 
I actually haven't had the chance to do interviews yet. That's next. So looking forward to that. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like this kind of a warm-up for that. It's a good thing I'm being able to do this, talk to you guys. But, yeah, um, right now, only thing we had to do so far was meetings and just meeting people. That's been the biggest thing, meeting new people, meeting new faces. All right, well, I'm going to play the role of scout here. Well, Isaiah, coming into the NFL, what do you think you bring to the field as a wide receiver? What do you do best right now? Um, right now, um, I'm dependable. Like um, You can always count on me to do my job, to know my assignment, carry myself like a pro, first and foremost. Um, elusive, have good hands, uh, and yak, making plays after the catch. Or if you want to put, send me on a deep uh, route, like whatever, whatever you need, I, I could uh, do it for you. You know, you listen to 180, right? But when I watch you play, you're breaking tackles. I feel like you play bigger than that 180. You're laughing. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I actually weighed in. To, I actually weighed in yesterday. I was 184.8, so getting my weight up a little bit. But um, I just it goes back to our strength coach. Um, just getting strong in a weight room. Not the biggest guy. You know, I wasn't gifted with that, but making the most of what I do have. You know what I'm saying? It's the heart inside that, you know, that really matter. So, um, yeah, I agree with that. I play bigger than what I am. Um, but a lot of that is due to our great strength staff, Tank Wright and his staff at Illinois, just constantly getting stronger, getting better. What do you think is an underrated part of playing wide receiver that's really important that you don't think enough people talk about? Like blocking. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Why? Just because, man, you block on that, on the perimeter, them touchdown blocks. That's the difference between a running back getting tackled by the safety or you making that block on the safety and the running back scoring a touchdown. And that's one thing I want to attack while I'm here. Um, showing people that I could block, that I'm willing to block because I feel like it's an underrated part of the game that a lot of people, you know, take for granted because it ain't the glorious thing. It ain't no stats, stat sheet for, or you got a pancake block or you made a touchdown block. It's no stat sheet for it. Um, but I feel like it's something that's very underrated because you make that block, it's a touchdown. Like a lot of the times, you get that safety. You play in the Big Ten, you better block. Yeah, you play in the Big Ten, you better block. <laughs> you better have your head on the swivel. The Big Ten, different. Absolutely, man. No question about it. I think you're an excellent route runner. You talked about being consistent and being where you want to be. What to you makes a good technical route runner? Technical route runner? First, like you said, being detailed. Um, if the quarterback wants you here at this time, <laughs> at, if you're supposed to run around at 12 yards, run around at 12 yards. Um, also being able to maneuver defenders. Sometimes understanding it's not going to be a straight line. Like it, like you're going to have to give second-level releases, give a release. A great route runner, he able to win at the line of scrimmage. He also able to win at the top of the route. So I feel like um, one of the biggest things, and if say if you lose at the line of scrimmage, at the top of the route, if you out faster than the DB, like, great. But um, also, I feel like it's, it's understanding concepts and understanding football. Once you really get into like a lot of stuff good in one on one, but a lot of times it don't translate to the field. Yeah. Like it's a lot of guys like that. They just gift it, but also you gotta understand football, for example. Like if you're in a scheme and you the first progression, you gotta know only way I'm gonna get the ball if I'm the first progression is if I'm fast. Like I gotta get to my route fast, because I'm the first progression. If the quarterback see me not getting separation, he's off of me. Right. However, if I'm the third read, I got time. I don't wanna win too fast and then let the DB catch up late because then it's going to mess up the quarterback look. I'd rather 
be slow, be patient, and then create separation at the last minute for the quarterback. I feel like I understand things like that, and that just goes back to when I played quarterback. Playing quarterback, understanding what a quarterback won't. I feel like being quarterback friendly. First and foremost, being quarterback friendly, being on the same page as your quarterback is the easiest way to put it. That's a great answer, and I think probably manipulating leverage is part of that too, right? Like if you got a route, you got to run a slant. He's showing inside leverage. You got to run an out. He's showing outside leverage. You need to do something subtle on your route to get him to move, right? Yeah. For example, like if he playing inside, you got a slant. Now you know you got to get him thinking like you about to go fade. You're not going to be able to just go inside and run a slant. So now, okay, how can I get him to bite on this fade? Because if I just try to run in, I'm going to run right into him. 100%. Or if I got an out route, how can I get him to jump inside? Or how can I step on his toes to get outside or get him running and then cut back underneath him? Just knowing them type things, like, man, that's huge. How big of a part of this process if you trying to show teams that you can trust me inside, but you can trust me outside too? Man, it's huge. I, look, we just had a meeting with our coach. And during the meeting, he was like, okay, you guys going to play this position. The first thing I said, coach, if we learn the whole playbook, like, can we move around? Like, I want to show, like, I can play L, but I also can play Z. That's exactly what I told him. I said, coach, is there a way that the L's can play Z too? Because truthfully, I don't learn formation-wise. I don't learn every position formation-wise. But that's just how my brain wired from playing quarterback in the past. My brain wired to the point where I could just – learn formation so like easily everybody instead of learning having to learn one person so I asked him I'm like coach is it possible for me to play inside and outside and also I feel like it's a blessing that I'm on the east team where we gonna run a lot of 12 and also a lot of 11 which is good for me being able to show like okay I could play in the 12 personnel I could play in the 11 personnel like whatever whatever you need and then finally, when you leave here, you head to do your training for the combine, right? Yeah. What are your major goals? I know probably some people see you more as an inside guy, and they think inside guy, you don't need to have that top 40 time. Yeah. But if you can win, to your point before, if you can win on that slot fade, that opens up everything else, right? So is that an important thing for you to, to show them that top end 40 time? Because then that makes people think, all right, well, he ran a four four six. Maybe we can put him outside. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything. I mean, everything important for me. I want to... Like, even with my bench. I don't want to give out no numbers now, but, like, bench 40, five, every, everything that I could test, I want to show the NFL scouts that I'm a complete athlete, like, everything. Like, and that's been the way that I've been training, just trying to become 1% better every single day, everything, and just push – also pushing the guys that I'm training with, the other guys that's going to be at the combine, the other guys that's going to have pro days, like working hard. So when they see me, they also work hard so they could get better. All of us could push each other. But truthfully, I'm trying to put up some crazy numbers in everything, like – most definitely with the bench. I feel like the bench really going to surprise me, but I'm not going to put out no number right now. I ain't going to put out a number right now. Real quick, you mentioned you played quarterback a couple of times. Was that in college too or just in high school? Yeah, I played two years of quarterback in college. I, I just started playing receiver three years. So this is my, this, my third year playing receiver. Yeah, I've been playing quarterback ever since. So I imagine you feel like you still got room to grow then, right? A lot, a lot. That's why I'm still learning a lot when it comes to just specifically the receiver position. But a lot of things that I learned at quarterback has helped me make that transition from quarterback to receiver. Just playing quarterback and understanding what a quarterback wants. But also, actually, the little details of how to do that, I'm still learning all them things. Like, 
I'm still learning them things because it hasn't been that long. Isaiah, man, this has been great. Best luck the rest of the way. Good luck with the process, and hopefully we'll see you get drafted nice and early on draft night. Yep, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, now we're joined by a name that should sound familiar to football fans, Frank Gore Jr., and your dad was on the sideline today. I had a chance to catch up with him. What has it been like talking to him? What advice has he given you about the process this week and making a good impression with the coaches and scouts as you participate here in the Shrine Bowl? Uh, my dad has been confident in, in throughout the whole process. He's been on my side. Uh, he just tell me, be where your feet are. Um, enjoy the process because not too many get this process. And not everyone that you're going to be able to be around is going to be in your shoes. So say enjoy it. Uh, work hard every day. Don't take it for granted and just take it as a blessing for what it is. What are your personal goals? What do you want to show the coaches on the field? And then when you get into these interviews and meetings, what do you want to kind of get across about yourself? Uh, I want to show in these interviews, I want to show how smart I am, how much football knowledge I absolutely have, and how I see the game as a chess match, not checkers. So um, I'm just looking – and on the field, I'm looking forward to showcasing how hard I work, showcasing all my skills, and displaying my leadership as well. Now, you've had one practice already. How has it been trying to digest the playbook and turn it around in, you know, 24, 48 hours? Uh, it's been good. Uh, the, tr- the playbook's been transitioning well. Uh, I've been through a number system, so we're doing number system here. So right. I've been through it before. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that I've already seen, just different language. So just trying to get used to the language of it. When you talk to some of these teams about what your role might be in the NFL, obviously you've had two straight thousand yard years. You've been a bell cow in college, right? Are you trying to convince these guys that even though maybe you're not the biggest guy from a stature perspective, height and weight, that you can be a bell cow at the pro level as well? I'm not a guy who likes to tell you. Uh, I'll try to show you every day. Like whatever, whatever team who's going to draft me or pick me up in free agency, um, I'm just going to show them every day that I come willing to work and that my success is not a mistake. Uh, it comes from how hard I work in practice and how much time I put into the game. You talk about treating running back as playing chess and not checkers, right? What part of the art of playing running back that maybe you really appreciate you don't think people on the outside that don't play the position understand what makes a good running back? Uh, how uh, Being able to use your feet as an advantage, being able to get in and out of tight spaces, being able to uh, hit tight creases that others might not and others might not see it as a whole, but being able to use your vision and being able to use your being able to, it's more of a head game than a physical game, I feel like, because uh, as, as, as long as you're seeing things well, as long as you're reacting well, uh, you'll be fine at running back. I got to imagine a lot of that is, is vision and trying to set up your blocks too, right? And I guess that's kind of part of the chess match you're talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you leave here and you start getting ready for the combine, right, and your off-season training, your pro day, stuff like that, what are some of the main goals you have in mind as you kind of start with that training when you leave here? Uh, I want to just try to improve my 40, uh, continue to get stronger. Uh, and I want to show how good I can catch the ball as well, how good of a route runner I am. Anything technique specifically that, that you're trying to work on or improve? Um, I'm just trying to get better all around. Not just one thing, just get better all around. This is the time to do it. So I'm taking it serious and just trying to get better. Well, Frank, best of luck. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you. And now we're joined by edge player Yabi Yoki. Yabi, you've been with four different college programs in terms of games played. You had a little pit stop in Houston along the way too, right? When teams get you in these meetings and then they ask you about swapping teams year to year and why, what do you tell them? Uh, Immaturity. Like, you know, uh, younger Yabi is a different Yabi from uh, Yabi right now. And uh, my last move to Charlotte was a loyalty thing. My uh, head coach was at Michigan. And that's also why I chose Michigan over Georgia and SC, because those were the other schools I was looking at at the time when I graduated from UT Martin. 
So uh, I just felt, uh, and also I wanted to be uh, financial literate, so I chose uh, going to Charlotte to, uh, like, you know, damn near come get in my MBA in the fall. Uh, and I chose to do that uh, so I can become, like, like when I do have money, be able to spend it and not just blow it. And I, I just thought it was a good move, especially, like, with me having a daughter. Um, I, like, I'm more, uh, I'm a family man, so I, I just think about her, like, you know, with all my decisions. No, absolutely. I think those are fantastic reasons. What did you learn uh, about the game and about yourself going through that many different stops and having to learn new places, learn new coaches, learn new systems along the way? I learned I'm, I'm very easily adaptable in the sense of, like, you know, it doesn't matter where. Like, I can literally hop into something and just be, like, you know, cool. It doesn't matter if it's cold. It doesn't matter if it's hot. Like, uh, <laughs> like I'm cool with everything. Uh, I think there's also being from, like, you know, Baltimore. In Baltimore, we have really hot summers. Then we have really cold winters, too. Same in New York, dude. I it, feel you. <laughs> exactly. So... <laughs> Like, uh, it wasn't anything, uh, like, you know, it wasn't really too hard. Uh, the biggest thing is, like, you know, just leaving, like, you know, some of the brothers, like, you know, that I, I get uh, along the journey. That was a little, a little difficult. But, uh, like, you know, like, real brothers, we always stay, like, you know, in contact. And uh, that's that. Has those experience helped you drop in here where you have to learn a system and a playbook in, you know, 48, 72 hours and just be ready to execute it very quickly? Uh yeah, but I feel like that kind of stemmed from uh, Batman, Michigan, in a sense of uh, so I, I uh, enrolled in uh, Michigan late, so I had to like learn the playbook really fast at Michigan. Uh, at first, it was just gonna be like, okay, y'all be you can only play like third downs because like you know we just, we just trust you right now to just rush. And then as uh, like you know as I showed that I, I knew the playbook, I was able to like you know drop in coverage a couple times, a uh, long stick and uh, stuff like that, running the different type of twisting games. And uh, and with Bama, like it's it's that simple. You don't know the playbook, you're just not gonna play. You ain't gonna play, like, right? Yeah, it's like how Saban, Saban's real cutthroat about it. Like he'll tell you, like I don't care how good you are. It was somebody that for me was just as good, if not better, before or after. Gonna be after you, and like, and if they don't learn the playbook, they're gonna be in the same position you are. So like you know, there's always that cutthroat uh, language, and uh, kind of used to it. You had your first practice today. You had quite the highlight play, r- rushing off of the left tackle. You've Long armed him and power rushed him. You you put him on his back. How do you think your first practice went? Uh, it went uh, it went decent. Uh, I fall step both of those. Uh, I could do better a better job of getting off the ball. Uh, using my arms more effectively. Using my length. I mean, God gave me these arms to, to like you know. I, I need to separate them instead of like you know being a little bit up too close. Uh, I just look at it more like you know if that was a game rep. That like yeah I might have got a sack, but it's also kind of debatable. Quarterback might like going against somebody like Lamar Jackson. He would have maneuvered. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like uh, tomorrow uh, I'll do a better job of like making my rushes more defined. Like, uh, so if there are wins, like you, you can tell they're clear, like, clean wins, not just oh yeah he muttered the dude, but like clean wins. You talk about your length. Do you consider that your greatest strength as a pass rusher right now, or is it something else? My greatest strength as a pass rusher is that I'm growing. Like I'm not just one type of pass rusher. You know how it's a lot of speed guys, it's a lot of power guys. I feel like I'm a happy medium. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's out. Like, uh, shout out to Aiden Hutchinson because, like, you know, he actually, like, I feel like him and Micah, they're actually, like, you know, bringing, like, you know, that different element to the yeah. game where, like, these guys are fast off the edge. These guys are also powerful. You feel me? So, like, you know, you have to really set them honest versus, like, you know, uh, you know, it's not no shot to anyone. But, like, you know, you, you do have certain guys that are literally speed rushers and they're, like, you know, they will get run up the field. And uh, oh, you have guys that are power rushers, and they really like you know if it doesn't work, they're just right there and they're hand fighting. And uh, so finding that happy medium between both and having like you know multiple moves in your tool bag is always like you know a, a big thing to have. Well, I gotta imagine too, right? But then when you study your opponent, and if you have multiple tools, you can really adjust what you're gonna do based on their strengths and weaknesses, exactly. right? Yeah, like uh, you just look at uh, a tackles like angles, 
and like how deep they are in their stance. Like, you know, I feel like the deeper, the faster they're trying to get back, the more up they are, the more they're trying to like, you know, damn near wind you out. Excuse me. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and I feel like, you know, just the small little tendencies, but that also, all that comes back from uh, Bama, like, you know, and that's like, you know, knowing your opponent, really studying your opponent. Uh, and um, like, shout out to uh, Saban, shout out to uh, Coach Sal, even uh, Coach Tosh. Because uh, they were real big on that, like, you know, knowing the person you're going against before you go against them. Because they might study film a little bit, but you should know everything about that guy. Yeah, you were a five-star recruit. As you move from place to place, did you pick up different things from different coaches and players? So, obviously, if you're in one environment, you master that environment and what they're teaching. But if you bump to different spots, different coaches coach different ways, right? Yeah, I look at myself like a sponge, you feel me? Like, uh, you're never too old to learn, you feel me? Like, nobody's perfect. So uh, by me being to like you know multiple places, uh, I try I did try to like pick up different things and like I was talking to uh, David, he, he was at Houston. I was talking to him and I was just like, oh, bro, I lo- uh, like I like your game, you feel me? But and also like Xavier, Xavier's a guy that like you know, who come out of high school. I've been watching Xavier and I told him that today to his face. I'm like, bro, like I've been a fan. You understand? What I'm saying like I, I'm not a I'm not too prideful to say that because like you know, game recognizes game and I feel like we all can learn from each other and I feel like that's why like you know events like this are so like you know so productive for our, like our futures because you could like pick up things that like you know other people might be struggling on and uh, they might be able to, like give you a little shortcut final two questions one anything that you have on your checklist that you want to either show coaches on the field this week or you want to get across to, to scouts when you're in your meetings like what are your priorities that you want to show and prove over the course of this week I just want to dominate like continues to dominate today was a, a decent day like, like I want you to like you know say the same thing or like oh yeah you had a really highlight day tomorrow uh, matter of fact not tomorrow the end of the week you had a highlight week you know what I'm saying like I want to stand out like a sore thumb and then I'll feel like I won't feel content but I'll feel like okay yeah I'm on the uh, right, right uh, path all right, then final question. When you leave here, it's time to get ready for your pro day, right? Time to get ready for the combine. Mm-hmm. What are the things you're going to be focusing on in your training that you want to test really well at Watch when you... 40. That's all I'm going to say. Watch the 40. You say 40, because I know a lot of the times, the pass rushers, people care about that three-cone drill a lot, and that could be pretty predictive. But the 40 is what you're focusing on. Watch the 40. 100% watch the 40. And uh, this is the, the Giants, so... Uh, I do have some of the Giants. Gary Brightwell, that was my running back in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, facts. We love Gary. Uh, yeah, St. Francis. Uh, shout out to Gary. Like, you know, I talked I talk to Gary, like, last week. And, uh, like, you know, he's another guy, like, throughout my journey, always, like, you know, I had my back, always uh, talked uh, talk confidence into me and, like, you know, just told me, hey, bro, like, don't stop, don't give up. So shout out to Gary. It's not a lot of people that, like, you know, are, are there with – he was there with me when everything was good. He was also there with me when I was going through everything that was bad as well. So uh, I love him like a brother and shout out to him. Yabi, best of luck, man. It was nice getting to know you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Do you want a chance to win $10,000 for your small business? Enter to win a Citizen Small Business Community Champion Award by sharing how your company makes a positive impact on your community. Enter at citizensbank.com forward slash business dash champion. Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. And now we're joined by Evan Anderson, defensive lineman from Florida Atlantic. Evan, how's this couple days of work been, meetings, and one day of practice? It's been good. Can't complain. Everything I dreamed of. What has it been like trying to digest a new defensive system in a span of 24 to 48 hours? Uh, it really ain't been that hard for me. It's been very easy because every year I played in a new defense, so I was constantly learning defenses every year of my college career. 
Is it weird that this is going to be the the last time that you're going to be playing like real football before you potentially get into an NFL system, NFL game? Yes, sir. Uh, now after this is the land of the unknown, so it's really just exciting because at the end of the day, that's what we wanted for our whole. Well, not we, but that's what I wanted for my whole life, and I'm just ready for. I feel like just living the moment, take it day by day, and just live life. That's how I feel. What are you trying to get across to some of these NFL front office personnel and scouts when you have the meetings with them down here at the Shrine Bowl? Uh, I just want to let them see my personality, see who I really am, like what I'm like and not just go like guessing or I'm just letting them really know who I am, try to let them know the real me so it don't be like I'm trying to act like a fake person so they know that's that's really Evan. What do you think the ideal role for you is in an NFL defensive system? You think you're yourself more of a nose, a one-gap guy, a two-gap guy. Where do you think your strengths lie right now? I say my my strength line two gapping, uh, stopping the run. I feel like I can play anything on the on the defensive line besides the end, obviously. But I feel like I'm a versatile run defender, and that would be my role in the NFL. What did you weigh in when you weighed in here down here this week? Three twenty. Now that's a lot lower than what your listed weight was, which I know a lot of times that stuff's not right, right? Your listed weight I think was like three fifty. So were you that big, and, and was it part of your plan to get down to a lower playing weight? Uh, yeah, so I was that big my freshman year. I had lost the weight slowly every season, so I, I ain't been 356 since my freshman year. And yeah, my goal was to get to 320 before I entered before I go to the NFL. And I might get down to 315. I'm still undecided about that. Why do you think that's the ideal playing weight for you? Really, just because that's the most explosive, and I can do everything at that weight. I don't feel sluggish. I feel energized. So I just say, feel like me. Do you feel like you know, I'm people? I think probably think about you. They think you're a big guy. You're going to stop the run and stuff like that. Do you think when they talk about you that way, they are underestimating your athleticism? Because I watched you on tape, and I thought you were a really good mover for a guy your size. Yeah, I feel like it's a little underestimation or just lack of knowledge. But at the end of the day, we here. I'm with the top seniors in the country. So this is time to show it. And, and that's, all I could, that's all I can do is just try to show them what I am versus what they think and Beat, beat like the stereotypes of a nose guard, just a gap filler, and don't really rush the process. I want to show them that I'm a versatile, versatile defensive lineman. Have you enjoyed going up against some of the Power Five guys, showing what you can do? Yes, sir. It was fun. We played Power Five teams every year, so I really don't bond to the hype because at the end of the day, it's the same football no matter what, the same rules. The only difference is the logo. Evan, great stuff, man. Appreciate the time. Best luck the rest of the week. Thank you. Nice having a conversation with you. We're now joined by Edgerin Cooper, who is a do-everything linebacker for Texas A&M. You're smiling. Why? Because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just listening to you. Because I, No, look, I, I watch you, and I think you do a little bit of everything. Do you consider being a well-rounded off-ball linebacker to be one of the strengths of your game? Yes, sir, 100%. You know, I feel like I'm a guy that you can put anywhere, use them all, use them all in different types of ways. You know, I feel like that's what a lot of NFL teams need these days. What if a scout asked you what the strength of your game is right now? What do you do best? What would you say? Uh, pulling that trigger. You know, once I see something, you know, I feel like it's it's a uh, ball game over. You know, and that's one thing I like about myself. And just coverage wise, you know, I like to do everything. If there's something over the next few months as you prepare for the combine, your pro day and stuff that you're still trying to fine tune and work on, what would it be? Uh, I feel like it's, it's everything, you know, all aspects. You know, you can never uh, max out on technique and everything with everything. So I'm just keep working on all my aspects. What do you think? I know it's a broad question. Take it any way you want. What's the key to being a good off-ball linebacker? Because I feel like offense is really designed now to put guys like you in conflict, right? 
misdirection, RPOs, motion, yeah. jet sweep, all that stuff. So what do you think makes a good off-ball linebacker? Uh, I'll say situational awareness. You know, knowing what the offense doing in certain type of uh, situation and, you know, if you're in a red zone, what to expect, pinwheels and stuff like that, just little details like that to help you play fast. Now, you're not on the field this week, but you're here and you're participating. What do you want to get out of going to the meetings with the team and, you know, being in rooms with other college all-stars and also NFL coaches? Yeah. No, just getting a head start on everything, you know, and just using the sources around me on what they're looking for and, you know, techniques they learned. And you know, I just pick, I like them always open to pick up any details I could get. Have you still been trying to really absorb and learn the system, even though you're not going to have to apply it on yeah. the field? How has that been? Always, you know. You never could get tired of trying to work the brain, and you know, like this would be a good, good setup for me. And then finally, when you meet with the scouts and the personnel people that might draft you in a couple of months, what are you trying to get across to them about you as the football player, and then also about you as the person? Oh, uh, me as a person, you no, know, I'm a person that you know, probably you never see, you know, upset. You know, I like my character. I bring to the team. You know, everybody look at me as a good, great person, and as a player, you know. Hard work, you know, bringing the team together, bonding. You know, bonding is a, a thing I like to bring to the defense so everybody can talk to each other. And how about you as a player? Uh, a guy that's going to, you know, make plays, you know, take away the ball, you know, just, just playing fast. Edge, good luck the rest of the way, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Now we're joined by one of the West team's linebacker, Penn State's Curtis Jacobs. Curtis, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you? You just told me you grew up a huge Giant fan, so tell me about it. Yeah, um, well, obviously I was a big Giants fan my my whole life. Um, Brandon Jacobs was actually my favorite player. Um, this is like the first guy I've ever seen that had the same name as me that was a dog. Me personally, I think he was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry, but we can talk about that another time. <laughs> but um, big Giants fan, still still been a Giants fan to this day. It's been a little rough, but I, I was still rocking. With, I was still rocking with my guys, man, always. Now, I got to be honest with you, tackling Brandon Jacobs is not the funnest not thing easy. in the world for linebackers, man. Not easy at all. Not easy at all. He's a he's a unit of a guy. Um, and then when you get to having that one-two punch of him and Amari Bradshaw, it was tough. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, you're here. What are some of the things that you want to show scouts and coaches, both on the field and when you have a chance to meet with them in meetings with these teams over the course of the week? Yeah, I just want to show I can be an instinctual player. Um really read, react, um, and just be that guy on the field. Um, I also want to show them I have great character, just who I am, and just be me in these interviews and just hope they like me, honestly. You know, playing off-ball linebacker now, to me, it's maybe the hardest position to play on defense. These offenses are designed now with RPOs, read options, crossers, to put you guys in conflict to try to create space in the middle of the field, right? So as you've done this for a few years now, what do you think is the key to good off-ball linebacker play? Uh, I think it's just about being dynamic um, and what you can do. Um, no, I feel like nobody in this league likes a one-dimensional player. Um, I feel like that type of player is extinct. So just being able to be as flexible as possible, what you can do, um, just attack every play, um, run to the ball, honestly. I feel like most plays can be fixed when you got 11 guys running to the ball with, with fury, honestly. What right now do you think you're best at as a linebacker, and what are you still trying to work on to improve? Uh, I feel like I'm best with how I can run in my athleticism. Um, honestly, I think that's unmatched in, in any class. Um, I'm, I got that type of confidence in my ability. Um, but I just, I've just i been trying to develop on the, uh, other things, just being where you can be, reading keys, and helping those keys get to you where you need to be on the field. 
What do you think your progression has been like at Penn State? Where do you think you've grown the most as a player in your time there? I feel like I've really grown in that. Um, being an instinctual player, um, I feel like that's really developed over time. But the type of player I am, I'm always constantly developing, always constantly learning. And I feel like uh, an event like this definitely gives me a chance to learn some things and get better. And that's really the reason why I'm here. I know you guys haven't done anything on the field yet, but what has it been like trying to absorb that playbook and getting ready to play in, in an NFL defense? Uh, it's been good. Um, a lot of the things they're doing are similar to things I've seen or similar to things I've done as a linebacker. So just trying to be able to uh, relate this to some of the rules I've had um, and just just not try to walk on eggshells all the time. Just be confident in what I'm doing and, and play free. You have to play fast, right? If linebacker, if you don't play fast, if you hesitate, the play's gone, right? Yeah, that's that's how it is, man. If you you take one misstep, that can be that can be your that can be your downfall unless your name's Michael Parsons. <laughs> He's fast. Uh, where do you think you fit best in an NFL defense? Is it is it three four inside linebacker? Is it a Mike? Is it a Will in a four three? Where do you think you fit best? Uh, I think I can fit best anywhere. Um, I've had a really good system at Penn State where I was able to play all three linebacker spots. Um, I was able to play a little bit of Mike. I played a lot of a wheel position, and then I was able to even play a little bit of big nickel um, out in the field. So I feel like just that experience, um, guarding a bunch of guys, being in a bunch of uncomfortable situations, I feel like that, that helped with my development. And you use as a blitzer a lot too, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think makes you a good blitzer? Um, just relentless to the ball. Um, I feel like that really is what you need to be a good blitzer and pass rusher. Um, and I feel like I have both of those abilities, and I'll be able to show that um, when I get the chance. All right, finally, when you leave here, you're going to start training for the Combine, obviously. What are your main goals? What are you going to focus on as you try to get ready for the Combine at the end of February? Um, just being as fast as possible, being in the best shape as possible, um, just going and attacking it. Um, I feel like that's the only way to approach it, and that's, that's how I feel about it. Have you had a chance to talk to your head coach about the Giants yet? Have you have you cornered him? Talked some Giants football with him? Uh, I haven't. I haven't got the chance to chance to talk to him much. Uh, coach Franklin is a really, really moving guy. He's he's worried about a lot of things. So I haven't really got the chance to talk to him about that. But I definitely hope I get to get the chance to talk to some Giants um, scouts. Get to show that I'm a I've been a lifelong fan and just get to. Get to, I hope I get the chance to play for him, honestly. Yeah, because Mike Kafka, he, he had your head coach here. He, he, he's obviously the Giants' offensive coordinator, so there are connections, man. Best of luck this week. We really appreciate the time. Appreciate it, too. And now we're joined by national champion Cornelius Johnson. Big smile. Are you getting bored of that title yet or, or, or not quite? Nah, I never get bored of that. That's, that's sticking with me for life, man. We've, we've worked hard for that, uh, for that championship, uh, so I'll, I'll never get bored of that. But it is, it is a quick turnaround coming from that championship late postseason run into now the combine prep, pro day prep, uh, bowl game prep here. So it is a quick turnaround. How's the body holding up okay? Yeah, body straight. Uh, always a blessing. You know, can can never take that for granted. Every time we come out here on the field, it's, a, it's an opportunity. So definitely feeling good. What did you learn about yourself? Because you guys got to the precipice of winning a national title for a few years, get a little stronger, you get a little better, and then you got over the top this year. What did you learn about yourself trying to fight through that, stick with it, to finally get to where you wanted to go? Mm, that's a great question. Just not shying away from that big moment, that big spotlight when those games matter most, You know, stepping up to make those plays uh, in any way you can, and just having that confidence between our brothers, man. Like That's something about these teams. You know, we won the championship in 2023 this past year, but 
even those other teams before who still won the conference, beat Ohio and won the conference, um, those teams are almost part of this championship team too because, like, it all builds up to that. We wouldn't be where we are now without those teams. So all those all those brothers I had on those teams are going to be like a connection we have for life. Heck, you guys did so well against Ohio State. They had about eight guys that could have got drafted this year go back because they just want to beat Michigan next year, man. I saw that too. I saw that too, man. I was like, damn, these guys are really trying to come back and, and beat Michigan. But it's, it's never going to be the same. You know, they it's not going to be the same, even if they do. But I don't think they will. All right, let's talk about you as a player. Obviously, you're a bigger wide receiver. What do, If an evaluator asks you what your strengths are as a receiver, what would you tell them? That's a good question. Um, strength as a receiver, man, it'd just be running all the routes possible. Like, I can run all the routes possible um, from, like, the inside slot routes to the outsides, um, goal line um, type of routes. Uh, those, it's really just like that footwork and – getting off the line of scrimmage and uh, creating that separation down the field. I like to think I can do all things. Um, so not holding me back from anything. Watching you this week, I thought a lot of your explosives came from those deep in cuts you were running from the outside. Mm-hmm. It takes a little guts to be willing to, to catch those passes over the middle when you know those safeties are kind of lurking back there, huh? Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. You know, get, getting those those slants, those digs, those in cuts, uh, that definitely takes some skill to be able to you know, work with that. It was also credit to the quarterback, you know, being able to fit it fit it in there um, and just practice and timing. Let me ask about J.J. McCarthy, your quarterback. Uh, what, what what will an NFL team get with J.J. McCarthy if they decide to draft him? If they draft McCarthy, uh, they'll just get a competitor, a football guy, like uh, a very talented quarterback that, you know, will use his legs in the, in the run game, Um You'll be surprised probably what he runs in the 40. You know, I'm excited to see how he how he pops out there. Um, and then this uh, friendly kid, too, who's, um, you know, good with the community and uh, just works hard. As a receiver, does it take more discipline to play for a program like Michigan? You know, you guys played Washington in the football playoffs. They're throwing 60 times a game. JJ's dropping back 23 times. So you really have to wait for your opportunity and be patient a little bit, right? Nah, that's that's crazy you notice that, too, because, like, I always wonder if, like, that's that's something that, like, people notice in the, in the end of the game, how, like, you know, those stats can actually lie sometimes because, yeah, you can have stats, right? But say you have – you know, five catches, you had the most catches or however many yards, but you had 15, 20 targets, you're going to have more catches and stuff. So it's like if we're not even throwing the ball that much, um, I just hope these teams sort of realize, like, watch the tape. I feel like the tape doesn't lie, though, sure. about what you're, what you're putting on film and what your routes are. Um, but it is crazy how, like, you got to be patient. And, you know, sometimes you won't get to hit a target, you know, for two two quarters, three quarters. It could be an hour in between your targets, but you still got to be ready and come down with it. I imagine, too, you guys have to do the dirty work. The way you run the football, yeah. you're not going to play if you're not going to block for Michigan, right? Yeah, for Michigan, too. Like, that's a good point because, you know, there will be times, even in the next level at the National Football League, where that translates. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes you got to just do that dirty work if you're in a situation to win a ball game. And um, that sometimes goes unnoticed by everybody, but – I hope there's GMs and, and uh, coaches out there that really watch film and uh, are able to see what really happens. 
Oh, they do. Don't worry about it. Final question. So, Jim Harbaugh, your head coach, is heading off to coach the Los Angeles Chargers. If you were to give one uh, hint to the, the players that will be awaiting him in Los Angeles to, to play for Coach Harbaugh, what would you tell them? Hey, I would say, let me see. I mean, he's probably – I'm interested to see what his mindset coming in is going to be. Obviously, his goal is going to be to bring a Super Bowl to Los Angeles. That's the only goal at this point. But um, it's definitely – it's got to be a different interaction between, like, professional level and collegiate level. Sure. But I don't think he's going to really treat it that much different. So, like, I'd say just get ready to, you know, have that mindset of just uh, – Obviously, do what you can on the field. Like keep 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 your production up. Keep keep doing what you're doing. But you know, just get ready for him to give you some crazy stories and uh, some crazy type of analogies. You know, to get you motivated, or also he'll help you too, schematically wise or with technique. Let me squeeze in one more. After you leave here, you show the coaches what you show them, and you can tell me your goals for here too. Then what are your goals once you start doing your training for the combine? Okay, so my goal is here, like, this week at the uh, Shrine Bowl. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, like, in terms of, uh, you mean, like, in terms of catches on the field and stuff? In terms of what you want to show the coaching staff and the scouts that, okay. that, that you'll be talking to, interviewing with, and, and performing for on the field. I mean, it's on and off the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just in those in these interview processes, just show who I am, get make sure we both get understanding of each other. You know, they're trying to get stuff out of me, you know, different answers, different questions, but... I also want to, you know, get some from them too. You know, see how they're living, and uh, get to get to know them as well. Um, and then on the field, you just showing that consistency and dominating, you know, whoever's in front of me and showing that confidence. And then, yeah, in terms of uh, getting to the combine and those numbers, you know, I got numbers in my head like that are, um, uh, you know, that I have. That Do you I- want to share? I mean, I could, but I don't see the point in sharing. You know? Smart move. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> what's the point in sharing? I'm going to go ahead and do it in a couple of weeks right, at the end of this month. Right? And there's no reason to set expectations, right? Yeah. Just go out there and run what you run, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you have some in your mind, obviously, but, you know, sometimes it's better than what you think. Sometimes like, it's going to play out the way it plays out. You know, you work hard and do what I can do, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get it. Cornelius, this was great, man. Appreciate the time, and best of luck throughout this process. Got you. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Now we're joined by Holy Cross offensive tackle C.J. Hansen. C.J., nice to meet you, man. How are you? I'm great, man. This is such a blessing to be here, and I'm so excited to get it going this week. Yeah, you've seen big, big smile, a lot of energy here. How has it been? It's early in the process. It's only Friday. You've only had meetings so far, but what has it been like so far trying to learn everything so quickly? You know, it's a lot, a lot, getting the playbook, studying, and interviews, and everything on your plate, but... You know, take it day by day, take it second by second, and try and do the best you possibly can every second. So it's been stressful, but I'm sure once we get through that first practice tomorrow, it'll be smooth sailing until the game. So we're very excited. Obviously, Holy Cross, smaller program, but here you got Power 5 guys all over the place. Are you excited to be able to, lack of a better term, flex your muscles a little bit against some of these bigger program guys? Yes, sir. I got I got so much confidence in me and confidence behind me with my teammates and everything. It's, it's really exciting to be able to, put yourself up against this competition and being like the me and my teammate being the first people in like 40 years to be here it's it's pretty incredible so um, it's such a blessing and I can't wait to dominate the competition tomorrow it's it's really cool do you feel like you're representing more than just yourself can, oh, yeah. considering that oh yeah uh, I'm representing all Holy Cross all, all Massachusetts uh, 
yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, there's so many alumni, so many so many teammates, so many people that are behind me and Jalen. That it's it's special. That's awesome. So when you get that out on the field, what do you specifically, in terms of your on-field play, want to show the scouts and the coaches that are here watching you? I think what I want to show is how calm I play and how, how confident I am with my game and how strong and fast I am. I'm a pretty quick guy, quick twitch guy. I'm going to put that to work out on the field, maybe uh, do great in one-on-ones and you know show my how, how hard I worked these past five years to be able to put myself in this situation. Now, three-year starter, right guard, right? Do you want to try to do some stuff on the left side here to try to show yeah. NFL teams your versatility? So, so this year or this game, I'll be playing left guard, center, and right guard. Oh, wow. So I'm doing all interior three. So that should help me out a lot. My first actual reps at center, but I'm, I'm confident with my snapping game and confident with myself. So just got to get in the playbook a little bit more tonight and figure it out. But I think I'm, I think I should do great. Now you say first reps. Does that mean no even practice reps oh, no, at center? I, I've gotten practice okay. reps, but no like live game reps. Sure. So I mean, I got, I got. I'm a little nervous, but you know, it's it's going to be okay. I mean, even if I mess up, it's speed to the next. How fast you can get to the next play and do it better. So, I mean, uh, I'm excited to be able to showcase that, and I think it will benefit me tremendously in the draft process oh yeah you have to play more than one position yeah. right absolutely have you worked more on the shotgun stuff or the under center stuff oh definitely shotgun it's under center is still i've probably only had over 100 under 200 under center snaps i'm i'm good with it but i mean it's gonna take a little bit we've got all tomorrow to start it so <laughs> it's gonna be great how has the shotgun snaps in practice been going? Shotgun snaps are lightning quick back there. Spiral, <laughs> they're perfect. They're, they're exactly perfect. So at center, once the snap's done, the key is to kind of get your hands up there quick, yeah. right, so so you can engage quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the key. I mean, being a fast-switch guy, I pride myself in how quick I can get up and get my hands on people. So I think it will benefit me a lot to, uh, you know, learn snapping and you know, dominate this week. So. It's more than just football this year, right? You're going to meet with scouts and front office personnel and NFL coaches. What do you want them to know about you, not just as a player, but as a guy? Uh, I want to show them that I'm going to give it my all every every time I get out on the field, every time I'm in an interview. Uh, I, I've wanted this for a long time now. Um, and uh, I want to show how good of a person I am. I, I pride myself on how, how I was raised and what my parents have done for me and how I can bring a different element to the team and really bring energy and be the best person I can possibly be every day. CJ, good luck. Have fun and uh, good luck the rest of the process. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And now we're joined by Anim Dankwa. He is the offensive tackle out of Howard. Anim, I think you're the biggest guy here. True or false? <laughs> true. <laughs> Definitely true. But, you know, some of the guys are pretty big, you know. And, you know, sometimes when you're big, you don't notice it until you see a picture, you know. <laughs> sometimes, I, I, sometimes like, I feel like I'm like, like 6'2". Then I see a picture I'm like, damn, you're big. For the fans that don't know, listed at 6'8", 360. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, you don't look 360. <laughs> Where's tall. your weight? Yeah, I think it's just because I'm tall. You know, when you're tall, sometimes the weight, it just happens to spread out pretty evenly. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that what you want your playing weight to be? Um, I, I'm close. My, my playing weight, I want to be around 355, 350. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, just working there. I'm going to get there very soon. Now, when you work here, are you going to work both tackle spots? What's the plan? Yeah, the plan here is uh, you're gonna, I'm going to play both tackle spots, but um, my comfort side is the left tackle. But, you know, as a, as a football player and as a competitor, you know, anything that gets you on the field, you're happy to play, honestly. So 
that's all I'm excited for, just play both. How much have you done on the right side, at least in practice, so you at yeah. least have the footwork a little bit squared? Yeah, so uh, our last, was it, I want to say two training camps ago, um, I played right tackle the whole training camp. All right, that helps. And that's because, yeah, that's because we had a really good edge rusher, and he was causing havoc at practice. So coach was like, yeah, I mean, I played <laughs> one practice at left tackle, and I got moved to right tackle. I'm like, I have not done right tackle in, like, a while. But, you know, the competitor in me, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out there and just ball out. So that's what I did. So, um, yeah, you know, my might take a couple practice sets, but, you know, I'll get used to it, get it back in the groove. Are you going to take any reps at guard at all or just tackle? I pray I get some guards at rep. Why? I, why? Because I think guard is is very – guard just is so easy. When you go from tackle to guard, it's a little easier because you're working with less space. Sure. And I'm a pretty big guy. So dumb D tackles are going to be like – wow, why are you here? <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I'm here, because you don't want me here. And clearly you would be very long for that position, exactly. right? You have those long arms, you can get them yeah. real quick. But yeah, yeah. what offensive lineman coach always tells me is that guard, yes, less space, but the guys yeah. get on you quicker too. Quicker, yeah, but that's a good thing because although I'm also long, I'm also big and I'll be bigger than all of them. So <laughs> I'm not worried about them getting on me quickly. They, they're going to have to work. <laughs> so what what part of your craft do you think right now is the strength of your game in terms of, a, yeah. you know, the technique and skill of being an offensive tackle? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm somebody that I like, I'll put a 95, no, a 97% hit rate on this. If I get hands on, I'm pretty much going to win that rep. So that's why I don't even – if I know if I get a guard, I'm going to be good. Like, if I get hands-on, it's something I'm very confident in. I have pretty good grip strength. Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting better at using my hands so where to put my hands. So that just helps me out a lot. So that's something I take a lot of pride in. And what's something you're still trying to work on and fine-tune? Definitely, uh, like, lateral uh, lateral uh, movement and, you know, and uh, – uh, Kick slide, that yeah, sort of stuff? Kick slide and speed. And, you know, man, that's what comes with it, you know. Just as a football player, you know, when you're a bigger, longer tackle, these are the kind of things you got to work on. And, you know, there's obviously no perfect football player. There's always something you got to work on. And, you know, that's just something I got to work on. It's not something that's, like, impossible to do. It just takes a little bit of hard work and dedication. I love talking to the non-Power 5 guys. I just talked to your teammate from, from Holy Cross before, yeah. and he was – his whole face lit up when I asked him about – getting your hands on some of these power five guys yeah. and showing coaches how you can compete yeah. with those guys, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little different mentality when you go against you know, the power five guys because at the end of the day, like, although there's, like, you know, levels in football, power five, D1, D2, we see it all the time. You know, there are guys who went to D2 and they're coming to show up because I think football is football. You know, you play it within the stripes. You play it. The field doesn't change just because you're playing D1. Unless you're Canadian like me, where the field's a little different. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the, it's the same field. You know, you're not, nothing really changes. So half the time, a lot of people are defeated mentally. You know, you, maybe you might went to a small school. You see Alabama. You're like, oh, Alabama. But at the end of the day, he lifts the same weights as you. He eats the same food as you. He breathes the same air as you. And he bleeds just like you do. So... It's just about going out there and doing something you've been used to doing, and you know. And obviously, regardless of what level you're at, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. Just as long as you win more than you lose, you're good. And that's important, right, as an offensive tackle. I know they talk about this with corners all the time, but for an OT, yeah. too, you got to have a short memory, right? You can't let one rep ruin Absolutely. the next one. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's a lot of things that go into it sometimes. Like, it's like, yeah, like bad things can happen. Sometimes you're going to play a good player, you know. And, like, you know, like just like how linemen are here, and we're going to get paid to block. There's D-linemen who are going to get paid to get sacks. So, you know, they're going to get sacks. They're going to make plays. But that's some of the good things coach want to see. Like, how do you bounce back? Like, just because you give a sack, are you, like, shutting down? It's like your world over. No, obviously not. You got to you gotta keep going. You just got to – you make a mistake, that's fine. Like, as long as you know what you mess up on and how you can be better, you're going to be fine.
finally, what is it like playing school, playing football at Howard? Uh, it's really fun. I'll tell you that much. Uh, being the nation's capital, D.C., is a really good environment, really good space to be at. Very, very social. Um, it's a, and especially at Howard. Howard is a very, there's a lot of networking that go on in the school. Um, so when you're at Howard, you get to meet all sorts of people. I remember I was talking to, to one of my friends about it. Like somebody went to school with Camilla Harris and didn't know she was going to be the VP. So you never know. I may have <laughs> went to school with the next president or the next person that invents something great. And, you know, and then one day I will be like, hey, remember we went to school together? Oh, yeah, you. Yeah. You're the guy that helped me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how that's how I'd be like at Howard. Uh, you're just going to meet a lot of great people and a lot of people who are going to be successful in life. So going to football, I mean, going to Howard and playing football there comes with a lot of benefits. And talk about networking. You're going to be networking with a bunch of NFL personnel exactly. here and these meetings on the side. Yep. So what are you trying to get across about yourself to these teams when you meet with them on the side? Yeah, I'm sure, I just want to get to them that uh, I'm a pretty impersonal person. I've uh, been through a lot of things, you know, had a lot of journeys. And uh, I'm just somebody who just uh, it's a joy to be around. You know, I'm willing to learn, want to know new things, meet new people. So I just want to let them know, you know, I'm just I'm just here to learn, man. I'm just I'm just here to learn whatever I can. What are some of those journeys that you think have kind of forged you as a person? Yeah, so the, the, my, my initial trip coming from Ghana to Canada, uh, I did that flight by myself. It's about nine years old. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, that definitely prepared me. I mean, I was sitting there. It's like, yo, like, I don't know anybody here. I'm here. I've never done this. It's the first time I flew in a plane. It's like going from that to... Um, to like then coming from Canada to Howard, it's like that's nothing. When you when you can do that, you can do anything. You just feel like you now you have superpowers. I mean, this was great, man. Best of luck to you. We appreciate Thank the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Whoo! That was a lot of players, folks. But I enjoyed doing those interviews. I sure as heck hope you enjoyed listening to them. Really get a good insight into what these players are on the field and the type of people that they are as well. And it'll be fun having these interviews and information in our back pocket as we continue this draft evaluation process right here on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. And, of course, if you enjoy draft coverage, go check out Draft Season. It's our weekly Draft Podcast with Tony Pauline, where we talk draft each and every week. Thanks for being with us in the Giants Huddle Podcast. I'm off to Mobile, Alabama. I will have a couple of podcasts from you out in Mobile, including a very similar one to this, where we talk to a bunch of the prospects at the Senior Bowl, and then we'll have a draft analyst from down there as well. Thanks for being with us, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.